girl, welcome back to another episode of Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar and Coach Abby. We have the A-Team show today. We're going to be getting into some simple things, some basic things if you're kicking off your weight loss journey, your fitness journey at the beginning of this year. We want to remind you of some very simple steps, some very important steps you want to make sure that you're implementing as you get started and you don't want to skip these steps. Had so much putting this together with Coach Abby and really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I'm your host, Anna Wilson, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and registered nurse. I'm also the founder and very proud coach of Rock That Fitness, the best online women's fitness community ever. If you haven't yet done so, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Rock That Fitness with Anna Rockstar is a podcast that I created for you to bring you fresh insight that will help you improve your own fit lifestyle. Each week, I'm bringing you a thought-provoking show that challenges and inspires you to get out of your comfort zone and live your own best rock star life through nutrition, fitness, and mindset. So get ready, get set, lace up those shoes, and let's go rock that walk. Hey, Happy, what's going on, girl? Happy New Year again. <laughs> yes, Happy New Year. Woo! Girl, we've only been on the phone for who knows how long doing techie stuff. I'm I'm exhausted already. People only knew behind the scenes of. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Zoom and Facebook and streaming live and all the fun. It's like, come on. Let's. Does it have to be this complicated? (laughs) We were supposed to start this call doing our podcast recording an hour ago, girl. Yeah. I know. I yeah it's like and we're both we're both smart tech people and we cannot figure yeah. out this situation that we're trying so through, but hey you know what it'll be fine yeah of course it's gonna be fine it's all good right we know we know it's like it's just part of life gotta get through it um yeah. so <laughs> we decided we're gonna just dive into this conversation today talking about where people are at right now it's the beginning of the year Um, They're starting out maybe just their fitness journey, or they're actually getting serious about really finally deciding to drop the weight that, uh, you know, for whatever, they're starting their weight loss journey. Um, And there's just a lot of common, there's things that we want to talk about, like, uh, I know we've said it once, if you said it once, you've said it never, but there's always to be reminded, right? Because a lot of people getting started on their weight loss journey, they're feeling like I've already started this so many times. Okay. Yes. I'm not doing a new year's resolution. I'm serious this time. And that's true. Totally. Okay. But, um, let's talk about all the uh, basics, basics that we need to discuss. Um, and I've got some five, I've got five things that we can discuss here. Um, the basics, and then just talk about what's going on with our current clients. And because what's going on with our current clients is happening with everybody that's working on their weight loss right now and, um, and how that can just be personally applied. So yeah, like we're going to talk about basic nutrition, exercise, hydration, the importance of sleep in your, um, routine. And then we're going to get into the mindset stuff the sustainable stuff, the fit lifestyle, habits, behaviors, mindset kind of stuff. So that's what I got on my list, Abby. 
Does that kind of jive with what we were talking about before getting on the call with you? Yeah, it does. And I know this, you know, obviously this time of year brings excitement for people. Um, everybody's very inspired and motivated, right? Yeah. Year and um, this year's going to be different. And this is, um, you're feeling really good. You're in the honeymoon phase right now. You're <laughs> um, right. exciting and you're excited to make changes. And um, that is amazing. I, I feel like this, yeah, it's could be an opportunity for a lot of people to change their habits right now. And, you know, you strike by the iron is hot, but um, I think we'll probably talk about this. What if people want to change everything at once. And if we want to just go right into like the first thing you want to talk about, let's just go ahead and do that. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is food because, mm -hmm. um, and I do want to say this starting out in the beginning of the year, because uh, for myself personally, in 2017, that's when I approached the year 2017, it wasn't for me a new year's resolution. For me, it was, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and I'm really going to do this and I'm committed to it. And who cares? It's the beginning of the year. It doesn't matter what part of the year it is. It just happened to be for me. That's, that's when it, it kind of happened for me. Um, and what I realized, and I think a lot of women can probably relate to this is, um, for so many attempts at my weight loss, Maybe I made some progress a little bit, but I always felt like it was, you know, one step forward, two steps back. And why? Because I love fitness. I'm an active person. I love the outdoors. I love adventure. I love movement. I've been riding bikes, skating and all that all my life, um, running. And, you know, I understood that there was more to losing weight than just exercise, which a lot of people don't understand. They think they need to exercise more. But what it really came down to for myself personally, and like I say, I think a lot of women can relate to this. I used to think to myself, well, I don't really eat that much. I don't really eat that much. You know, like I don't eat that much. Why can I not reach my goals? So when I got serious, I started realizing that it's not about how much you eat. It's about what you eat and the value content of the food that you're eating. So for me, that really was the big thing for me. I knew that I couldn't do everything because every time I would do the exercise, make sure I'm, you know, getting, eating my diet right and, and trying to establish habits all at once, whether it be getting plenty of water, getting plenty of sleep, um, the schedule, it got very overwhelming. Um, and so I knew, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back here and I'm really going to hone in on this nutrition piece because it was like, you know what? I'm going to get honest with myself. The truth is I just need to nail this nutrition. I don't know where that came from inside of me, but I mm -hmm. was like, this right here is my issue that I got to get honest with. And so it takes as long as it takes. And I say that because it's different for everybody, but I'll tell you right now, my hyper focus was on my nutrition for mm -hmm. five months before I even started my, my fitness at the mm -hmm. time, because it, and it's not that I didn't do anything active, right. it's just that I was very serious about this part. So the food part um, and really, really getting honest with myself. And as everybody know, a lot of people know that, you know, I, yes, I did WW, yes, I did the points, but I'm a nurse and I also understand nutrition. So I did that in a different way. It just came mm -hmm. to a point where it was like, you know what? My fitness is important and I need to establish calories, macros, and understand what's really happening. If I really want to live a healthy fit lifestyle and have the physique that I'm after. So 
that's a lot. That's like a lot for somebody to try to try to digest, you know, sorry for the pun there, but that's a lot of information to digest it. We got to take a step back here for everybody who's just starting their year out and they're going, I don't even know where to start. What's the most important thing. And you recently did a whole vision board goal setting mm -hmm. workshop, which is outstanding. Go get in the free Facebook group. If you want to go replay that. Yep. It's in the free find book. freedom. <laughs> come join us. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you see, so let's talk about the basics and let's not, we're not going to get out of the details, but just the understanding, like, what do you want to say about it, Abby? Um, About it as a whole or just nutrition? Like, are we just on nutrition? Yeah. Let's just talk about just nutrition. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And I'm probably going to say this about everything we talk about today. Is <laughs> you have to, you have to know where you're like, where you're starting from and that we can't, we can't you know, run before we, we can't sprint before we run. We can't run before we walk. We can't walk before we crawl and we can't crawl before we learn to stand. And so everybody's trying to go from not being able to stand all the way to a sprint. Yeah. And completely like, so you need to, you need to think about where are you at? And the, the key with when you want to make changes, especially at the start of the year is like, just think about uh, wins. Think about progress. Um, think about, you know, the small things add up. So if you are coming from, you know, where you're just eating anything and everything, you know that you're not getting enough fruits and vegetables and whole food sources, you know, you're not getting enough protein. Um, you know, start with one thing, one small thing, because, yeah. um, you know, behavior is the key to long-term change. Um, and a lot of people with their nutrition, especially at the start of the, the year, like I said, they want to go from zero to a hundred. So they, they're like, okay, I'm going on a diet starting January, like whatever, for a second, whenever you're yeah. starting and I'm going to, I'm going to go keto or I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to restrict myself or I'm just, I'm going to eat, just eat clean. I'm going to have no junk food. And to me, that's setting yourself up for failure because, you know, you're going to burn out. You're going to get you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get, um, you know, that might be, you might be motivated at the start, but a couple of weeks goes by and it's going to be really hard to maintain those extreme behaviors that you're trying to do. So think about maybe it's, maybe it's just, I'm going to, I'm going to have a piece of fruit for um, my lunch <laughs> or whatever, or I'm going to like just the smallest thing that you can get momentum with is the you mean ad. Yes. And add. Add, add into your day. Yeah. Not just have a piece of fruit for lunch. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, exactly. And another example of that starting, just starting from the basics. And I think, you know, somebody might say, well, I, I you know, we tell people, look, if you're going to be doing your menu planning daily, one of the things you want to do to um, stay satisfied and not have cravings is to make sure you're, you are creating your meals surrounded by, you know, surrounding your protein source. But that might be overwhelming for people. Like mm -hmm. that's a lot to try to figure out, to plan in ahead. But you know what? Take it one step. How about let's establish that your first meal of the day, by the way, you don't need to name your meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But let's say that your first meal of the day, let's just focus on that, making sure that that's optimal protein right off the bat. Like you're getting 30, 40 grams of protein in that one meal every day. That's just one thing. Now there's a lot of ways that you can do something, but you need to think, think what 
is one thing, like you said, Abby. And I think that's a great thing. How about let's just get some protein in your breakfast and make it 30 to 40 grams. Get creative with that. That's one one idea. Or, um, you know, I, I honestly think that for people, like, I think you have to create awareness. So maybe your first step is actually just tracking what you're eating to know where you're at. Absolutely. And to know where the holes are and what we need to start improving. Like maybe that's, maybe that's week one and two is like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have a food journal where I'm tracking, whether it's an app, no, but like, and just whatever you're doing. Exactly. Because I think a lot of people just don't have awareness when it comes to nutrition or have any clue. Yeah, I want to jump on this train right here because this one right here, I think, is a is a step for many people that would be very helpful. And if I I highly recommend this, like, don't skip this step. It's in your best interest to do exactly this. Create awareness. Now, let's talk about that a little bit more, Abby. What that looks like. That looks like read your food labels. See what one serving is. See how much protein is in this. How many calories are in this one serving? And just becoming more and more aware. And that's going to do that for a while. Write it down. Find out. And if you want to even dig a little deeper, then log the amount of calories of everything that you eat. Don't don't get on a diet, you know, calorie deficit or trying to cut back. Just log it. That right there is a huge step for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just seeing, just seeing. seeing what's in front of you. That's it. Having data to go by and yeah. not putting too much. Pr- I think when you put too much pressure on yourself, that's when people get frustrated, overwhelmed and, and oh my God, I messed up one day. So, well, screw this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and it's course. like, it's not, you know, any one food is good or bad. No. Again, it's just becoming aware of what it is. And yes, like, come on, side note. We know that when we're eating healthy, wholesome foods, we're going to feel better physically, mentally, emotionally mm-hmm. anyway. So, of course, but don't be like all or nothing. I got to be perfect mm-hmm. with my food, but becoming aware of it. So that's it. Yeah, That's a simple thing for <laughs> nutrition getting started out. Yep. Later pick one, on. Pick one thing and and do that. Yeah. But later on, Abby, if they decide, if they did start logging, let's talk about somebody who really was intentional and they did log their calories. They didn't get any kind of deficit or try to cut back. They just logged and they became aware and they saw that over a period of a week or two weeks, their average calories were this amount. Let's explain that. Okay. That's your average calories. That's how many calories you need just to maintain your current weight right now. And then from there, you can do a simple um, way of setting your calories, or you can just cut back 200 to 500 calories daily from that amount. Because see, that's that's the starting point to understand what's going on. But Or you can just do a formula, like 12 times your goal body weight in pounds, and then maybe something between that and the other. Mm-hmm. ideas on that because then because then that gives somebody something to look forward to like once they figure out their quote unquote maintenance calories then they can go ahead and think about how they want to create a deficit whether it's cutting back so many calories a day or doing this formula or cutting out so many calories a day as well as exercise but don't count exercise as calories like just count it as staying fit and healthy it's just going to be helping mhm yeah, I mean, I I think that's a great strategy is to know where you're at and see if you're maintaining your weight and then you can decrease from there and 
obviously we recommend, you know, a modest deficit. So the goal is always to keep your calories as high as you can and still make progress and whatever your goal is. So typically it's fat loss for most people. So I would, I would start with the 200 to 250 route and then, you know, you can make bigger and larger decreases down the road, but I think that is a great strategy for somebody starting out. Yeah. And you know, this isn't part of the food part, but how do you know you're making progress? Like to get your baseline, get your weight written down, get your measurements, take, definitely take progress pictures for yourself. Even if you have to hide them in your phone, whatever, do that for yourself. And then if you um, are weighing yourself, we do recommend that you weigh yourself um, daily and get over the scale because it's going to fluctuate. And what you want to see is a trend line. That's what you want to see over time. Trend line over a period of 30 days, first, like first part, like first, <laughs> that would be like your first progress number to look at. Mm-hmm. Ah, yep. Next exercise. That's next. Exercise and training. I mean, similar advice to nutrition is look at where you're at. <laughs> okay. Don't go from zero to a hundred. If you're if you're not even training or working out consistently, you don't, you don't really want to start. I'm going to work out every single day. No, like let's start with like two days a week of working, of doing a workout, or maybe you start with even steps. If you're extreme beginner or, you know, something just to move the needle and get you momentum. Um, so same, same strategies, nutrition, think about where you're currently at and let's just make a little bit of improvement. And then let's build on that to eventually wherever, wherever you want to get to, but coming out of the gate, doing too much can a, um, cause burnout can cause injury can cause, um, you know, all of these things that you don't want, and it's going to end up, you know, backfiring on you in the long run as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think again, back, backtracking to this whole idea of all or nothing, people think that they need to just go out, like you said, like go all out in the beginning, but just remember, you're not doing yourself any favors by doing that. It's not going to work. It's not like do the best thing (laughs) because you're working on your mindset along the way, right? If you schedule yourself, like put yourself on the calendar, schedule it out, be, be wise about this, make a plan for yourself and make it a non-negotiable period of time that you show up no matter how you feel. The main thing is you're establishing that habit in the very beginning. That's what really matters. So whether it's two days or three days a week, whatever you're choosing to do when you're starting out, remember that you need to work on this habit. So just showing up is going to be the biggest part of the battle in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can, yeah, then yeah, just think about where you're at and what would be, what would be an improvement from where I'm at right now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be comparing yourself to these athletes you're seeing on social media and these people no. that are like bodybuilding and, you know, that's not like, let's just keep our eyes on our own paper and where mm-hmm. are you now? What, what is an improvement? And, you know, looking back for myself, I always have to reflect back on when I started my own fitness journey this time, because yes, I've always been active and um, and loving exercise. But I, I, when I was serious about really keeping off the weight as I lost it, I also got serious about this whole habit formation and my behaviors and my mindset. So when I started out, I didn't go straight to the gym, uh, start strength training. Um, I wanted to start strength training because I understood the importance of building muscle and how that helps your metabolism and all of this stuff having to do with that. 
But my goal, and I knew, and for myself, so somebody starting out, you may want to take this approach. Um, what works for you, that's the best thing to do. But for me, I established a three-day-a-week for 30 days of showing up to go for a walk, 15 minutes away from the house, 15 minutes back. I did that three days a week for 30 days. And my goal was if I can do that for myself, then I'm going to give myself a gym membership and start strength training. So establishing that time period was great because, and it's going to, you know, whatever works for you, but I had mm -hmm. that time established. It was like on the calendar, I was going to do it. And, um, and then once that's established, you can manipulate it however you want later, because now it's on the calendar. That's that set time that you have yep. to do what you want. And then as time has gone on for myself, obviously my schedule has switched around. Now I strength train three days, three days a week, and I do my cardio two to three days, the other, you know, days of the week. So yeah, establishing the habit right there. And like you said, Abby, like, you know, what's an improvement of what you're, what you've been doing or where you're at now? Like that, mm -hmm. that matters, like create that, like celebrate that as a win. It, it is a win. Yep. Well, and ironically, I am having to do this for myself because yeah. I, um, for those that don't know, I just had a pretty major procedure where I've been kind of laid up and taken out of my my normal routine. And um, so it's like I'm establishing, you know, goals kind of, okay, this week I'm going to do walking. Okay. When I'm released, then I can do some, a little bit of lower body. So my goal is two days a week of that, you know, and so building myself back up, that's exactly what I have to do right now is, Think about what is a little bit of improvement each week in progression until I get, you know, where I essentially was or where I want it for you, maybe where you want to be eventually, where you're consistently doing X, Y, Z. So I'm, I'm having to do the same thing is think about what are little ways that I can improve every single week based on what I'm a allowed to do and um, just getting myself back into somewhat of a of a routine where I'm progressing and starting. I don't say I'm not starting from the bottom necessarily, but I'm, I'm starting at a, at a very different place than what I'm normally used to, but I'm, I'm always looking ahead about what kind of little progressions can I, can I make each week and add that's reasonable and realistic even yeah. for myself. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. But you, you have a habit already, like you already yes. have habits have been established, but yeah, same here. When I went through my surgeries, I was just slowly working back up. So cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Next uh, topic here, hydration, the importance of hydration. And, um, that's pretty basic, you know, like there's not a lot to say here, except you want to stay hydrated and reasons for staying hydrated. Um, I mean, if you're not hydrated, your body, you, you uh, can be confusing your hunger with thirst. That's a big one. Um, staying well hydrated is also going to help you with unnecessary snacking. I mean, and just everything, all of your bodily functions and your metabolism and everything that your body is doing is going to function so much better when you keep your body hydrated, even your performance with your workouts. So um, do you have anything to add to that, Abby? There's not a lot really like just, and how much water do we need? Like, I'm not going to get specific with numbers. Um, my nurse answer all the time, check out your urine. Is it clear? Uh, I'm not saying clear, no yellow tint, a slight yellow tint is fine. You just don't want it to look like apple juice <laughs> or something. Mm -hmm. 
but keep an eye on that. You know, I personally, I don't know how you stay hydrated, Abby. I have a huge jug that I, you know, drink out of pour my glasses of water throughout the day, but I can keep an eye on how much I'm drinking every day. I mean, shoot for whatever, like, again, start out, drink more than you did, you know, than you have been. If you (laughs) improve on it, nobody says that you have to go from drinking two glasses of water a day to a whole gallon, like improvement (laughs) is, is important, like slowly improve. Yeah. I I mean, I'm the same way. I have a, I have a liter bottle, whether just for the visual and I try to get I try to get three liters and not because it's a magic number or anything but that's when I that's where I feel the best um that's where I'm hydrated um that keeps you know my hunger like there's reasons that I personally choose three liters there is you know I'm not given specifics like it's important to be hydrated and like Anna said when you're hydrated then your urine is fairly fairly clear so just, yeah, establish if you're not drinking any water, like drinking some is better than nothing. And just like we've been talking about, establish getting a little bit better and whatever that means means to you to because water is super important. Hydration. It's super, it's super, super important. I, I mm-hmm. think there are many people that don't don't put a lot of value on that. They don't think it's a, right. a very important, it's but very, it's very it is. undervalued. There are some people that daily they don't they definitely don't get enough water i mean they don't drink any water actually there are people that just drink coke sodas coffee tea they never just drink plain water so um not to say like if you like there are people that say i hate water (laughs) what would you say to them abby well we hate washing our clothes but we need clean clothes Yeah. I, I mean, I personally, I hate brushing my teeth. I know that's weird, but I hate brushing my teeth, but the outcome of, if I don't, I don't want, want Drink that. water. Like, well, and I, same thing when people say I hate vegetables, yeah. I, I would say you're not a child. Like, yeah. let's be, let's, let's be parent gone. ourselves. Come on. You need the water. <laughs> Look, if you don't want to drink the water, then you face the consequences of not improving your body. So there you go. Whether, whether um, you like, th- like things or not, like it's whether like that's, that's, you know, <laughs> That's your it problem. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't change <laughs> the truth. It, cha- it doesn't yeah, change it, the there truth. There go. That's what I was trying to say. It doesn't change um, the fact that you need to do it. But an improvement for you, if you, if you're listening and you do struggle with getting in enough water, struggle with that. Um, it, you know, it's a challenge for you. Let's say anything is better than nothing. So improve somehow, even if you need to get some, um, you know, flavorings to put in your water, some sugar-free flavorings or something mm-hmm. like that. Start out. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you need to do to at least start increasing that water in your diet, do it, do get improved, improve in this area. Okay. Moving on. Um, sleep highly important. I think a lot of people are, you know, starting out and don't realize that sleep is huge and they think I'm going to go to the gym. And like, they only slept three hours and they're so exhausted and they go to the gym with their eyes all bloodshot and they're like, I'm getting my workout in. And that's just, uh, that's just adding fuel to the fire. Like that's not going to help you. We need to have plenty of sleep. Um, aim for seven to nine hours. I know that sounds like a lot, but anywhere between seven to nine hours of quality sleep per night, for your body, your mind, your emotions, all of the things so that you can cope in life, so you can make better decisions and so that your brain is functioning at capacity. Um, and we say optimal sleep because sure, you can lay your head down on your pillow and wake up seven hours later, but maybe you feel exhausted because you're not getting optimal sleep, which by the way, uh, Chrissy, if you're listening to this, of course you are. 
um, go ahead and drop in the show notes, the podcast episode on sleep, because, because lack of optimal sleep is going to definitely disrupt your hormone balance. It's going to affect your appetite. It's going to affect your metabolism. It is definitely getting more challenging, challenging for your weight loss. Um, anything you want to add to that, Abby? No, other than I honestly, I feel very differently about sleep than I used to. I think it's actually the number one thing that people I, need. I agree. I really do. Like if all like, this, it, it affects everything in your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. I don't think people understand the importance. It's huge. Mm -hmm. So really, really establish how you can make sure that you're getting good quality sleep. Um, you know, stop the devices at night while you're laying down. Like just think about we, like I said, the sleep podcast is fantastic. And I highly suggest you check it out. Yeah. You're listening. There's a lot, there's a lot to do with this. I mean, I, yeah, we can, that's why, it, that's why it had a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a lot involved in there. And so, yeah, I do want to encourage you to recognize and find out, learn more about it because um, this is what's going on. We have this epidemic of people not getting enough sleep and rest, and they're fighting against their bodies. They're not helping themselves in any way, shape, or form without it. They think they're going to get more done, but the truth is the more optimal sleep you get, actually, the more efficient and the more you the do more get done. The more productive you are. Yeah. You're more productive. You're the more going your body to recovers, the more you you feel good, and you're going to make better decisions from, from your food standpoint, from your exercise. Like, Ah, just, I would put it as number one, honestly, I really would. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because think about it. If you get enough, it's like, um, if you think about any kind of electronic device, if you keep using it and you never plug it in, it's not going to keep going. Like you have mm -hmm. to, you have to completely recharge, completely recharge. And this goes the same. This is the same for, um, just your daily, what's going on in your life. Women, uh, ladies, you know, allowing, just doing so much and not having boundaries and saying yes to everything and not taking charge of your time and your schedule and allowing all the stress, like instead of going around going, oh, I'm so busy and I have so much to do, um, you know, don't be wearing that as a badge of honor. That's not caring right. for yourself and you are stressing yourself. You're not going to get um, the rest your body and mind needs so that you can actually really make progress because this really impacts weight loss. I don't. You know, this whole thing, this, I know this isn't the sleep specifically, but it's rest, resting your mind, resting your body is just so underrated. It's so underrated. People think they need to just keep going, going, going and doing more and doing more is not helpful. Um, having this high stress, which if you, you know, I'm sure people listening, if you're listening, we know you're, you know, you've heard the stress hormone of cortisol how it triggers cravings and unhealthy calorie, you know, eating, you know, highly palatable foods that are high in sugar and fat because you have this increased appetite. Your stress hormone, right, is increasing. And it's also, it does encourage the storage of fat in your body. Your body is, you know, what's happening is on a very basic level, foundational level, physiologically, what's happening is it's just science. It's your body in the flight, fight or flight mode. So what it's doing is it's going to hang on to everything because it's trying to protect you. <laughs> um, right. And so you got to understand that what's happening is 
that that's your body just trying to do its best to protect you. So it's going to hold on to that storage because it thinks you need it because you might die. You're going to you know die, but you're not going to die. You just need to chill out. Like, let's find ways to re to reduce our stress because it is impacting your hormone balance, your metabolism, um, and it is going to hold you back from weight loss. Like, it, it's just scientifically proven study after study. So, yeah, to throw that in there about the stress, Abby, you know, I know you work um, – you've worked closely with a lot of <laughs> – a lot of clients in this particular – realm where they allow so much stress in their lives. Can you, can you talk on this a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, people, you know, they don't manage stress is they try to avoid it. And I think we've got to think about more or less what is, what is really causing, why, why are we so stressed out? What is causing that stress and how can we better manage it versus, um, it, to me, stress is, you know, I, I talk about this with my clients. Stress is a natural human emotion and it's okay to feel it, but it's not okay to, it's, it's like, it has such this negative connotation. And so that's why people spend a lot of time trying to just uh, get rid of stress. And so they stress eat and they get overwhelmed and they, um, they're not actually dealing with the things in their life that they need to deal with and manage and, and come up with you know, better solutions on how to improve that area. Um, people just accept it and they try to push it down. And um, then that's when we're making all these decisions that are not serving us right. in, a, in a, you know, better manner. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that is a whole podcast in itself. Girl. It, it really is. Stress is oh. definitely a, an entire beast on its <laughs> yes on its because own. that because we like you said stress eating all of that all that comes down to is just trying to comfort yourself and you do that by self-medicating with food or alcohol or social media or tv you're just ignoring the emotions rather than learning how to navigate them for your health but okay we'll move on that's a deep topic but um listeners I do want to just encourage you if this is an area that you struggle in, like let's, let's try to find some rest. You, you're going to do yourself, your body and mind so much better um, when you get honest about this and you're the only one that can do that. So, yeah. So this leads me to discussing. Um, well, so let's talk real quick about mindful eating, what that really means. And I think it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. <laughs> and then I want to ask you um, maybe some case studies that you can discuss with us about how people are feeling right now after the holidays um, and uh, yeah, getting started after, you know, whatever, binging on all the holiday foods and not caring or just, you know, eat, drink, be merry and how they're feeling right now. Because there is a mindset piece here that's huge that impacts everything that we're trying to accomplish and trying to improve on. Um, but anyway, mindful eating, Abby, yep. Do you have anything to say on that? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess in what, like mindful oh, eating as so, far as. Well, like, cause I'm thinking, I'm thinking things like, you know, people are, they want to make changes to their eating behaviors, but there's a lot more than just tracking. Like there is like licks, bites, and taste mm -hmm. that people don't realize, you know, that that happens. And that's something that I think that if you have a habit of that, 
then that's something that you need to work on. Like mm-hmm. the habit of just being aware of that. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Well, you need to audit your environment. Everything. You need, to, you need to audit, you need to audit your environment. You need to, you need to see what exactly your behaviors are and what's causing you to do, you know, to get a go in the cupboard at night after dinner. Like what are, what are, like, let's be mindful. Let's, you know, let's figure out what is really going on. And, 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 and monitoring like our hunger and, mm-hmm. and satisfied cues, what that looks like. And, you know, those kind of things, that's also being mindful. Um, mm-hmm. I think another mindful piece, and I can speak to this is just the truth of out of sight, out of mind, because that is just really how our brain works. When something mm-hmm. is in our view and we see it, we're aware of it and it just, it's there. Right. I mean, I have, I can speak to this too. Like I don't keep a bunch of junk food in my house, junk food, unhealthy foods, whatever you want to call it. It's not that I never eat it. Mm -hmm. I just don't keep it in the house because if it's there, like you have the option. If it's not there, you don't think about it. Mm -hmm. We had a bunch of things in the middle of the island in the kitchen for all during the holidays. Like we had the sweetened popcorn. We had all kinds of nuts. We had candies, cookies, and it's there. So, you know, at some point it's like, I have to move this out of my house because Mm -hmm. it's not that I don't trust myself. It's just that it's there. Like, I don't want to think about that. (laughs) I want to think about healthy eating and, and that that's not even there. You know, does that make sense? Like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And that's, that's a big piece of auditing your environment because I don't care who you are. um, And I have to do the same thing. There are food, like, there are things that I do not keep in my house because I will not be able to control. And I am tired of people, I guess, blaming things on, oh, I just don't have any willpower. Like, well, none of us do. Like, that's an exhausted emotion. I don't have any willpower either, but yeah. I don't rely on it. Willpower so does I, not stick around either. <laughs> oh, no, willpower doesn't stick around. It's <laughs> So I create barriers. Um, and barriers just means like, like seeing like make setting my environment up for success yeah and once you know just like you said an example of that is if there's not cookies here in the house my brain necessarily isn't thinking about those cookies or if I do think about the cookie it's not there and I'm not going to go (laughs) out to the store and (laughs) buy a cookie like that's the barrier there's that's the barrier yeah if that you really want creating... that darn cookie, you're going to go to the yeah. store. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and also, you know, I get all the time, oh, well, I have my husband and my kids, they all like that food. Okay. Well then put it up somewhere where you can't visually see it or, or put it. I mean, I know this sounds ridiculous, but it works visually. What we see in front of us is what we're thinking about. Yeah. That's so just, yeah. Human nature. Keep those things in the back of the cupboard or back of the freezer or and just, so you're not just visually seeing that stuff all the time because that's all that's going to, you know, be be coming into your mind. So that's that's a big part of mindful eating is the is what is in front of you. What does your environment look like? How can we yeah. create just a little bit of a barrier? Um, what are the habits when when I'm sitting down on the couch and my initial reaction is, oh, I know I need a snack. You don't do you you don't do you really need a snack or is that just the habit that yeah. triggers when you sit down on the couch and watch TV? Right. Okay, well, how about next time you, you know, maybe even you know I read um, Atomic Habits, which is a great book. Yeah, great um, book. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to change 
the setup of what we're doing. So even sitting on the other side of the couch yeah. may trigger a different response. Exactly. Because it reminds your brain that this is a different thing. You're doing something mm -hmm. different. So I, I think, gosh, uh, just being aware of, okay, I do this thing all the time that I don't necessarily want to do and it's not servicing me and it's not getting me towards my goals. Um, what needs to happen here that, you know, I need to change in some right. form or fashion. Yeah. And speaking of that, I know we have some podcast episodes that talk about this directly when it comes to um, habit formation and um, the habit loop. So maybe we'll put that inside the show mm -hmm. notes too, Chrissy. Um, yeah, because we can train our brain. And again, like just to just to reiterate that there isn't any bad or good food, but really our behaviors and our actions, how we how we are living our out our behaviors daily is going to impact our goals. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. Um, like I'm saying, I had, girl, I had plenty of cookies and candy throughout the holidays. I, I enjoyed it. Too. It was fun. It was great. <laughs> I loved it, you know. Um, but for me, it's it wasn't uh, something that I was overindulging in. It wasn't something that I was feeling like, oh, I'm only going to get it this time. Um, I enjoyed it mindfully and also knowing that it was temporary. And um, I don't have any guilt over that. But it sounds like this is a very common thing for many women to encounter towards the end of the year because we've gone from Thanksgiving to Christmas to all of the Christmas parties and then New Year's and all of the overindulgences, the alcohol, the candy, the cookies, and there's this sense of shame and guilt. Can can you get into this, Abby? Because I know we talked about it before we got on the podcast and something that our heart just goes out to you and want to help you. If that's you, you're feeling this certain way about it, um, we just want to speak to you about this. Abby, what do you want to say? Yeah, a lot of my clients right now... Um are, are mentioning this, you know, they, oh, you know, I'm doing better this week, but oh my gosh, over Christmas, over the holidays, I just feel so, I feel so guilty. And, you know, I let myself go and I just kind of dwelling on the, over the holidays. And, you know, it's, I, I tell them like, it's, we can't keep wasting our energy thinking about what we did <laughs> because we can't change it. You know, it's like we right. have to, we have to move on. It's like, what do you, what are we going to control today? And what do you want versus continually just talking about what, what you're upset about that you did uh, two weeks ago. And it's like, we cannot be stuck in this position. Um, there's no yeah. reason for it. There's no, it does not service or benefit you to think about the things you haven't done or you feel guilty, like you feel guilty, like or what you enjoyed something over the holidays <laughs> like we didn't lose all our progress in two weeks and um regardless you did it okay let's move brush on yourself off girl and yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and be victims about it yeah and you it's didn't awesome. do anything wrong no like, nothing wrong you didn't do anything wrong you know <laughs> i like this saying you're not broken and nobody needs to fix you you're fine right. you're good like yeah. let's let's focus like we say you know place your focus on what you do want because mm -hmm. where your focus goes your energy goes so start focusing on what you want you want to feel healthy you want to feel strong you want to feel fit you want to feel confident in yourself and who you are and what you're doing and who you're becoming which um 
to me is the most important thing. When you have goals and aspirations, you may be thinking about that and, um, and that's exciting and gets you motivated. But when you stay attached to your outcome, you're going to get frustrated because mm -hmm. it's going to take time. So we just want to encourage you to stay focused on today. And are you taking the actions that you need to take to care for yourself, to put yourself in alignment with your goals? Are the things you're doing in alignment? Are they supporting mm -hmm. who you are? And that identity piece is a huge piece because when you have this identity of who you are and who you're becoming, then you don't need to be focused on the past. This is who yeah. you are today. You aren't that person in the past. You're working on the becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. Sounds like you want to say something about that, Abby. Well, I just, I've said this to uh, quite a few clients this week of using the analogy. I'm like, you know, girl, you can't sit in the, sit in the driver's seat and keep your eyes on the road and keep going forward. If you're just constantly looking back over your shoulder and in the rear view mirror. Yeah. And wow, that hits them hard because yeah. it's true. You cannot focus on what's in front of you and where you want to go. If you're constantly looking in the rear view mirror or looking back over your shoulder. Yeah. And do you see how like everything that we talk about just comes right back every single time to the way that we think our thoughts, the mindset piece mm -hmm. of everything, because truthfully, all of the, you know, the mechanics of everything, the tools, the, all the things that you do, your exercise, your food intake, all of those things are the mechanical parts. It's like 90% of it all, but um, actually it's like 10% of it I'm back backwards. Okay. Because the biggest piece of it is really your mindset, because if you get these thoughts and this mindset piece working and you're getting better at your self-talk is positive. Um, your self-image becomes more positive. Um, all of that positive energy is going to get you to your goals and sooner than just focusing on doing, doing, doing. Because we want to, I love this, we want to be the person that does the thing so they can have that outcome. So mm -hmm. a lot of people have it backwards where they think that if they do this thing, they're going to have this thing and be this person. But the bottom line is we have to work on who we're becoming so that we do these things and then we have the outcome that we want. So focusing on that process, embracing that process, loving the steps it's going to and being in the moment, enjoy life as you go and realize that it is a process. And all of the things in your life really impact this mindset. It's the people, it's your environment, it's it's everything that's impacting your mindset. So it's a state of mind. I, I just have to bring it back here because we talk about it every single time. It's like that's the big deal. And that's why that's why Abby, that's why you and I like we really vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we we know the nuts and bolts and the mechanics, but we also know the most important thing right here. It comes right back down to working on yourself. Yeah. I mean, mindset is everything. Um, and like I said, you've got to be more kind to yourself. You've got to understand that you have zero control over yesterday and yet you actually have zero control over tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have zero control about what happens. And it's like, and I spend a lot of time really just taking clients back to a level of, okay, like, you know, it's like all the, what ifs, well, what if, what if, what if it's like, I don't know. <laughs> they ask me all the time, like, yeah, what, what does it matter? That, yeah. What does it matter? Most of the time, none of that happens. 
oh yeah. gosh, this is such good stuff. Like this has to do with having faith rather than fear. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm going through something, you know, right now where I just have faith. Like, do you think I'm, you think somebody else in my position that doesn't have a great mindset would be really struggling right now? Yeah. I can't, I can't work. You know, I can't train. I can't lift like, oh, well, what if I lose all this strength? And what if I do, what if this happens? Cause I'm not working out for three months. Like, do you think I'm not even considering any of that? I have yeah. total faith that I will get there when I get there. I'll keep doing what I can do and yeah. it's going to be okay. Like, so like, okay, if I lose strength, guess what? It's not life or death. Like I'll get yeah. back to the, my strength levels at some point. It's not that it's not that serious. Like really it's not. Yeah. And those, you know, fear and faith are created and driven by our thought processes. It's an, it's your imagination. It's what you're imagining. So which one do you want to put? Cause, cause what you're imagining is something that hasn't happened. It's an imagination of the future. You've imagined that thought. So you create this, you decide, do you want to live and operate in the, in a place of fear? Because it's the same. You have a choice. Like, so do you want to put your energy in this place where you're afraid of what might happen? Or do you want to put your energy into having faith in what might happen? Like, I would rather put all of my energy into my faith and what's going to happen. Um, because you're going to have these imaginations uh, in this place of fear or faith anyway. So choose to have faith and go forth and and have positivity. You got this, girl. You got this. I think you'd rather like, wouldn't you rather live in that state? Yes, right. <laughs> like, Why would I live in a state of fear? Good gosh, if I or yeah, or live in this just state of like negativity all the time, like how? I and mean, you know, let, let you know real quick. I, I want to wrap this up because we've kind of gone a while. I know we both got to get on with our day, um, but it's just something to challenge yourself. If you're, you know, listeners. I want to encourage you to challenge these thoughts. I talk about this. I'm going to talk about it till I die. Everything that we do is based on what we believe. So whatever's going on, whatever you're feeling challenged with, whatever you feel fear about, anxiety about, ask yourself, what? why do you think this? Where does this thought come from? And is it true? Is it true? You know, successful people, and you can define success in different ways. I just sort of think of success, one of the best ways to describe success is the people that do what they say they're going to do, that to me is success. Mm -hmm. Successful people challenge their thinking and their beliefs all of the time, what you believe. Because when you can challenge it, you're going to get past this and you're going to find truth and you're going to, the truth is what's going to set you free. So yeah. My drop. <laughs> My drop. Anyway, Abby, we're going to wrap this up. Hey, you filled up all of your 10 spots of one-on-one -on -one coaching, didn't you? Yes, I did. You did. So I'm just saying that because I know that there's there's probably, I'm sure, people still on the fence wanting to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. That doesn't mean it's the end because you're going to have more spots coming up. But we do want to encourage you, if you are looking for one-on-one -on -one personalized coaching with your nutrition, your strength training, and your mindset, um, putting a plug in here for Coach Abby. She's in charge of our one-on-one -on -one coaching program. Um, and you don't have to be a member of Rock That Fitness to get one-on-one -on -one coaching with her. Just go to our website and put in an application so you can get on the list so that whenever spots do open, um, possibly if your application is a great fit, then you get to work with Coach Abby if you want that. Um, other than that, 
Rock That Fitness is not open right now. We have doors closed. I don't know when we're going to open again. We're kind of in a strange place right now, kind of planning out the year. But we are planning to have Rockstar Body and Mind six-week challenge. And um, that should be opening up in the spring. And then and from here until then, I think we're going to have some other things happening. I don't know what. We're still mm -hmm. in the planning phases. Um, but if you are interested in Rockstar Body and Mind, which we've had a few rounds of it, it's been wonderful. Our clients love it. Um, can't speak enough about, yes, I'm going to blow our own horn. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are interested in Rockstar Body and Mind, six-week challenge, go get on the wait list. We have a link. Um, uh, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Or you can go to rockthatfitness.com and go check out our website. And you can sign up for the newsletter there. And you can also sign up to get on the wait list for Rockstar Body and Mind. Anything else? Any other announcements, Abby? No, I I think you took care of it. I did. <laughs> yeah, super, I'm super excited. Hey, I'm a Chuck E. Cheese puppet. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that is? Are the Chuck E. Cheese puppets? Yeah. Yes. You do? You I know the Chuck E. Cheese puppets that are like in yep, their stage? They're on the stage and they're like. They're singing you know, they're, with their instruments? Yep, they're the bear. There's like this bear with the top hat, and yeah, heck yeah, I know. Let me tell you a little funny story here at the end. The banjo. There's one with a yes, banjo. right? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. here's my funny story. When I was all high on drugs because I was uh, <laughs> after my surgery. <laughs> yeah. I would be like going off on a tangent, laughing, talking, da 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 da, da and all of a sudden I'd be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I would wake back up and I would be cracking up. I'm like, oh my God, I just fell asleep. Oh my gosh, I'm like a Chuck E. Cheese puppet. And like, that has been like the funniest ongoing joke now. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a Chuck E. Cheese puppet, Abby. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, girl. Um, Thank you. Have a great rest of your day and all of our rock stars and all of our rock star listeners. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. Until next time. All right. Self-care, self-love all day, every day, and all the ways. Rock on. Rock on.